Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. Well, are you an optimist or a pessimist? Because really, that's going to determine how you feel about the outcome of the Vanderbilt game. Welcome into the Rebel Report. My name is Michael Borky. Glad to have you with me. So, yeah, Vanderbilt. Uh, a game that you probably shouldn't spend a whole lot of time on today. I know I didn't really talk about it at all on uh, on my live stream this morning. We'll touch on it very little on the radio show this afternoon. It is a game in which Ole Miss won, and although for a second there in the second half, it you know, if Vanderbilt scored and got an onside kick or whatever, maybe, but game never really felt like it was in doubt. It was just a sloppy, uh, miserable to watch football game. And, you know, it just depends on how you feel in general. I think your life outlook determines how you feel about this game itself because an optimist, oh, it's fine. Or an optimist would say, oh, it's fine. They were just looking past Vanderbilt. They probably spent all week practicing for Mississippi State. No big deal. And a pessimist would say, what an embarrassing performance. They're going to play like that next week and get beat badly by Mississippi State. And the offense has stunk now for months and on and on and on and on and on. Truthfully, there is some truth to both. Truthfully, there is some truth. How about that sentence? Truthfully, there is some truth. But there is truth to both. I think uh, multiple things can be true at once when it comes to Ole Miss and this game. So we'll talk about it. Uh, I am not going to spend any time today on this podcast, guys, talking about coaching carousel stuff. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I just want to talk football here with you. Uh, you can find it elsewhere, including my live stream. If you haven't seen it, find me on Twitter, Michael Borky, or, or YouTube by the same name. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Uh, I do a daily live stream where I talk about not just Ole Miss, uh, Ole Miss State, uh, SEC stuff, just kind of whatever's on my mind in the mornings. I spent the entire time this morning talking about coaching carousel stuff. I'm not going to do it again. So if you want to hear it, you can find it there. Uh, today, let's just talk football. How's that sound? Uh, if you want to hear it, it's there. But I just want to talk about this Vanderbilt game, and then the next podcast will be more about an Egg Bowl preview as opposed to uh, anything else. It'll just be focusing on the Egg Bowl. I'll reference it a bunch in the short time with you today, but still focusing on the game that happened on Saturday. Matt Corral's send-off at Ole Miss. Uh, you know, he he wasn't sharp still. Uh, missed a one what would have been a long touchdown pass. Things like that. And, and what's so funny in, in almost taking a, a guy like him for granted is I say he didn't, he wasn't sharp. I don't think he played particularly well. And he was 28 of 37 for 331 and a couple of touchdowns. Also threw an interception that made Lane Kiffin throw his headset on the ground and break it. Had to get a new one. Uh, but a, a pedestrian day, what felt like anyway for Matt Corral, ended up being 331 yards and two touchdowns and an interception. Uh, but his send-off, and the last time they did this, I was a few months old. Uh, Ole Miss goes undefeated at home. 7-0 and in Vaughn-Hemingway Stadium this year. And uh, I mean, what a remarkable year it was. So for all the things I'm going to say, and I did say on Saturday night, 
about the way they played and how sloppy and, frankly, really bad it was. Uh, Ole Miss played bad. There's no reason to spin it any other way. It's okay. I mean, it, it just depends on what you think your um, – what do you think the reason for it was? But there's no dancing around it. They played very poorly on Saturday night. What should not be lost in the fact that they played poorly on Saturday night is really how remarkable uh, the year has been. This is a really good football team. Uh, a lot of that has to do with their quarterback, but, I mean, they have improved immensely on defense. These last, last six weeks or so defensively uh, have been exactly what you were hoping they would be and then some. Uh, they have improved their points per game margin by 12 points from last year, and that includes the Arkansas game and the Alabama game. Uh, I mean, now I would love to see Ole Miss get another shot at Alabama. I would love to see Ole Miss get another shot, although they won, at that Arkansas offense. I think it would go differently this time. That's a unit that's improved immensely. They are 9-2 and two going into the Egg Bowl. They're going to be ranked in the top 10 tomorrow night when the college football playoff rankings get announced. It's a season, it's one of those seasons that just doesn't happen at Ole Miss very often. And if somehow they can pull off the win in the Egg Bowl, it will be the most wins in the regular season in the history of your program. I knew, okay, all of you knew, when Lane Kiffin was hired that wins and excitement were going to follow. Anybody that did not expect him to be exciting and to win some football games, I I guess we're just being a a contrarian for the sake of, of being a contrarian because nobody realistically thought that he was going to fail. At least I don't think so. I knew he was going to do well at Ole Miss for however long he was at Ole Miss. I did not expect at all a potential access bowl berth in year two. If they win the Egg Bowl, they'll finish the season somewhere around number six. Somewhere around number six with 10 wins a year in which they lost their three best wide receivers at one point or another, and their quarterback was playing on a bum ankle. They lost an offensive lineman for the year, and they're starting tight end for the year. Outstanding coaching job. Outstanding football team. Outstanding quarterback. So, in totality, it's been a hell of a year for that team. And, of course, they have one more to go, and the Egg Bowl does change the way you look at seasons, even this one. But, Finishing the homestand at undefeated is, it, I mean, of course it's impressive. Last time they did it, I was in diapers. I, I couldn't walk yet. It's a special team, and this is what you were hoping you would get when when you hired Lane Kiffin, and he is absolutely delivering. Now, what happens next, we'll see. I don't know, but at least for for now, you're having one of those seasons that don't come around, or haven't come around, I should say, very often. Uh, at Ole Miss. But anyway, so they finished up that homestand with a very, very sloppy win. So I think all of these things can be true at once. Here was my spiel on Saturday, and I'll give it to you again. The first thing that can be true is that Ole Miss is a good football team because bad or average football teams in this SEC do not go 9-2 and in the West, do not go undefeated at home. Bad teams, average teams, above-average teams don't do that. This is a very good football team, and being not into where they are right now is the sign of a good football team. It can also be true that they played like absolute garbage on Saturday night against Vanderbilt. They played poorly. It can also be true that part of the reason for that is likely they spent very little time 
getting ready for Vanderbilt. It is also likely that a group of human beings who are 18 to 22 years old didn't really get juiced up to play Vanderbilt. It's hard to do. Coming off of a massive win like they had against Texas A&M the week prior, and then five days before the Egg Bowl, it's probably really hard to get juiced up to play Vanderbilt. So looking like that is understandable. But it can also be true that for six weeks in a row, second-half offense has been, don't spin it. It's been awful for Ole Miss. And there are a lot of reasons for that. They've had injuries. Uh, other things have happened. Defense playing well. Stuff like that. But even through all of that, their second half offense has been brutal. Last six weeks, 7-14. This is points scored by the offense in the last six weeks. 7-14-3-3-7-7. That is not Guys, just game planning for Mississippi State or looking ahead. This is a trend now. It's a trend now for this team. Second half offense has been bad for a month and a half. That is a trend. That is not just a one-off. If I wouldn't have said anything I did uh, on Twitter about them looking bad and it being a concern if this was just one game. If it was just this game in isolation, I'd have just passed it off. Sure, whatever. It does not matter. I would have passed it off. Who cares? But when they are being that bad offensively, and yes, I know they've had injuries and Corral's been injured. I understand that, but still, six weeks in a row now, they have really struggled to score in the second half. And that is an area of great, great concern moving forward. So that also can be true. And finally, it can be true that despite their struggles, despite their struggles in the last six weeks in the second half, they still have every single tool and ability to be an elite-level explosive offense for four quarters in a football game, regardless of opponent, including Mississippi State, who, as we'll talk about later in the weeks, uh, been prone sometimes to giving up big plays. Uh, that is, it, It's a good defense. They've got a good scheme. They've got a good secondary. Their weakness to me, though, is... I don't think they're elite at getting after the quarterback. They have exotic blitzes and stuff like that that help. But in terms of just like front three, I don't think they have what like Texas A&M has, for example. Not even close, honestly. Uh, but the back end is prone to giving up big plays at times. Uh, so that obviously favors Ole Miss if they have that kind of a game on Thursday night. But they still have all of the tools to be that consistently explosive offense. They showed it last week against AM in the first half. They couldn't finish drives, but holy crap, over 400 yards in the first half against that team is a big, big deal. So the tools are still there. They finally, they are as healthy as they've been in like two months. Uh, Corral ran it a little bit against Vanderbilt, looked pretty comfortable doing it. He's still not 100%, but he looked like he was feeling better for sure. Mingo played. And Drummond and Sanders are back. So this is the healthiest that this team has been in a long time, too. So those five things can all be true at one single time. It's a good football team because good football teams do not go 9-2 and and 7-0 and at home in the SEC West. It can also be true. They played like crap. I mean, Blaine Kiffin and Matt Crowell both said after the game that uh, if they play like that, they're going to get their ass kicked on Thursday night. 
Uh, Lane said he was considering ripping the team, but he felt like he was doing too much of that this season. So he spent some time outside of the locker room thinking of what to say to his team. He goes in the locker room, and Corral's got the offense over in the corner of the locker room yelling at him, saying, don't you dare go out tonight. You played. Uh, we cannot play like this. We're going to get beat next week if we play like this. You you get home, you get rested, and, and like come back tomorrow ready to work because uh, whatever. I'm paraphrasing at that point, but you get my point. Corral was ripping into the offense as Kiffin walked in the locker room talking about do not like, – he said, don't you dare go out tonight, stuff like that. So they played like crap, and they know it. Uh, so it can be true, again, that it's a good football team, still a good football team despite a, a bad showing. Uh, they played like crap against a team that even if you're going vanilla, even if you spent the week game planning for Mississippi State or whatever, no reason for this Vanderbilt team to have challenged you in the way that they did. Uh, it can also be true that this is a trend. Second half offense is a trend that is concerning. It's very concerning. Uh, second half offense for Ole Miss, especially in the third quarter. Uh, third quarter offense for Ole Miss has been really bad. Um, and it can also be true that they are as healthy or will be as healthy as they've been in a very long time. And to count this team out of the Egg Bowl because of the way they played against Vanderbilt would be a stupid thing to do. Did that make sense? I kind of did that on the fly. I got no notes in front of me. So hopefully uh, I laid that out well. The podcast, by the way, is brought to you by absms.com, Advantage Business Systems, absms.com. If you're in the market, if you're in the Miss- in the state of Mississippi, anywhere in this state, and you are in the market for office technology solutions, absms.com is the website to go to. Got everything from copiers and printers and mail machines to uh, cloud storage and data security, phone systems, shipping, all that good stuff. Office technology, absms.com is the website. Tell them I sent you get a complimentary office technology assessment. Also, for Thanksgiving, I'm not just serving turkey at my house. Uh, we're doing a, a lot of stuff. I'm getting a chuck roast as well. Uh, Going to do a, a Mississippi pot roast as well as uh, turkey on the smoker. But if you're if you're cooking with me this Thanksgiving, Go to LB's, the best place in Mississippi to get it, right across from Kroger on University Avenue there uh, in Oxford. Uh, go by, see Greg. Tell Greg that uh, that I sent you, and uh, get yourself ready for Thanksgiving and the Egg Bowl there. So that's really all you can take away from this game, honestly. I mean, they're, they're healthy, which is always a plus. They came out of this game healthy. I, I believe that the plan was not to play 90 snaps on defense, especially considering how many snaps some of these guys played. I think Chance Campbell was in the 70s in snaps. Sam Williams was in the 70s. That definitely was not the plan going into this game at all. There's no way. Uh, Matt Corral played the entire game. Uh, there's no way that, that that was the plan either. Uh, so so that's, that's not good. But despite that, they seem to have come away from this game pretty healthy, uh, which is a really good thing. But, you know, Corral and Kiffin are right. If they play like that on Thursday, State's going to absolutely kick their ass. Forgive my language, but that's how it's going to go down. If they play anything close to that, they're going to get smoked. Luckily, that wasn't Ole Miss's best effort at all. I don't know what else to take away from that game, truthfully. They played poorly. Second-half offense is a big concern. They're getting healthy. It could have been worse. It, It approached disaster territory, but it didn't get there. And uh, you move on and get ready for state. 
what else is there to take away from a game like this? I uh, I do not know. But good thing is you do get the win. Your defense is still playing well. I know they gave up some yards. Like, you know, Mike Wright threw for 240. It was picked off. Uh, you know, they ran for 228 on 40 or 213 on 49 carries, though. Um, it was clear that the Ole Miss defense was uh, keeping everything in front of them, really kind of stretching the game out. It also looks like they didn't expect Mike Wright to be as athletic as he was. They took some pretty bad angles, stuff that they haven't done uh, in this six-week stretch of playing really good football. They haven't done that very much. The poor angles that they took, especially on Wright, looked to me like they didn't anticipate him being as as athletic as he was. Uh, Luckily, Will Rogers does not and and will not run on you like that. the escapability for him is just not there. So that's it, really. I mean, I, I don't know what else to take away. So played poorly, played really poorly. It's a concern, but Thursday's a completely different animal. So we'll be back with you probably tomorrow. I'll do another release tomorrow, get you ready for the Egg Bowl, and then I will do a post-game live stream. And if you don't, Catch that live. I will post that on this feed as well. So check that out if you can. In the meantime, you'll have a great week and be safe if you're traveling this week. And I'll talk to you again very likely tomorrow to get you ready for for Mississippi State. Y'all have a good one. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.